It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Guten Morgen, Greg. <laughs> Look, I'm going to keep that in, I think. <laughs> I think you got it. Uh, well... Let's just get to it then, I suppose. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 550 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, July 24th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. Please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, as I cannot really speak words. Uh, we got team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. Kind of a dead time right now, but still a lot of content being cranked out across the board. Locked On NBA still going strong daily. And also, you can check out the Locked On MLB shows. If your baseball team is in the news, uh, potentially in the works of making some deals ahead of the deadline next week, please make sure you're checking out the corresponding Locked On MLB show. And uh, the NFL shows are kicking up, too, with the NFL season starting in just over a month as well. So please make sure you're finding all of your content needs and filling them on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. It's deeply, deeply appreciated. All right. On today's show, after some technical difficulties delayed the beginning of this by about five minutes, uh, it's Katie Heidel. Katie, what's going on? <laughs> I've got some real shitty internet, I guess. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, not, not much, man. <laughs> it, it's very uh, good to have you. Now officially a member of the Yahoo Sports Canada family with the summer vacation watch, which is excellent. Yay! Uh, Woo! Yahoo! <laughs> do you think they ever do that? Do you think they'll kick me off now? <laughs> no, I think it's fine. <laughs> Uh, so we had John today. There's a lot to talk about today all of a sudden because people are being... Yeah, there, there, 
surprisingly is. Yeah, people are being uh, whiny babies, uh, being extremely Toronto about Kawhi Leonard's thank you. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get to Steve Ballmer, maybe. Uh, Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will also uh, talk about Serge Ibaka released a blooper reel from the second season of How Hungry Are You?, uh, it might not really translate very well to talking about it in podcast form like what they typically would because it's a lot of just like him standing around and a lot of just sort of physical comedy. So we'll find a way to talk about that. And also, uh, Katie's favorite, Greg Monroe, has signed. He went to Europe on vacation and is just staying there apparently, which is pretty cool. He was in Europe, right? Has he been? Has he been there? He was earlier. He was in Paris. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was chilling in France for a lot of the beginning of the summer, uh, and now he's just like gonna be in Germany, and I can't wait to see him in some later Hausen. <laughs> later Monroe. I think it will suit him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that would work pretty well. He's he signed with Bayern Munich, so he's going to get to play in the Euro League. I'm not sure if any other uh, former NBA players play for Bayern Munich. That might be something I should Google. Um, but it's very cool. I'm glad that he's going to get to play over in Europe after um, just being the man who shepherded the entire Eastern Conference to success, apparently, over the last little while here. So that's good. Uh, what is your initial reaction to him signing in Germany? Are you going to miss Greg Monroe? Are you excited for this new chapter? Are you excited for the uh, the fun Instagrams that may come well into the middle of the night uh, or, or happen in the middle of the night there and then all sort of pop up in your feed in the afternoon here? Like, what, what is the Greg Monroe in Munich experience? What does it mean right now to Katie? Yeah, all of it. Everything you just said. I think <laughs> at first I was just like, when you were like, we got Greg news to talk about. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? What happened? And I was a little bit worried um so first a little bit sad because mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna miss him seeing him in regular games and in person because frankly i'm not going to germany to see a game anytime soon mm-hmm. but then i feel pretty happy for him because he's gonna get to play a hell of a lot more um and they seem extremely from what i've seen this preliminarily I, they seem extremely stoked to have him yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool for him, man. I, I think more players should do this at the end of their careers. Instead of like being buyout guys who roam around and try to latch onto teams uh, and sort of taking up potential spots for younger players, potentially, I think guys uh, of Greg Monroe's status should just go hang out in Europe for a couple of years. That sounds fun to me, and I, I hope this yeah. begins. He's, he's a trailblazer, really. He absolutely is, and I'm really looking forward to Euro Greg as far as seeing the photos that are going to result from this. Does it count as summer vacation if he is just playing in a summer vacation destination? Well, I don't think Germany is a summer vacation destination. Oh yeah, has anyone ever gone to Germany on your summer vacation Not on my watch. No? Not on my watch, no. (laughs) But he will be, I mean, I don't know when their season gets started, but Mm. he'll be so proximal to many beautiful beaches mm-hmm. many other like vacation destinations on very cheap uh airfare so i feel like we probably will see some more vacay time from greg this summer do you think greg is a bavarian castle type of guy i think he's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> also beer halls do you think he likes beer halls 
again, I think he's going to be right into it. I think there's a lot of stuff in Germany he probably doesn't isn't aware of, but it's going to get right into. I I would hope so. So other players that may be recognizable who play for Bayern Munich, uh, Pateri Kalpanen, I believe, was a first-round pick at some point and never made it. Uh, they have a guy named uh, Devin Booker. Oh, a dog. Like like dogs. Uh, they have a guy named Devin Booker, who is not the other Devin Booker. He did not... He did not paint butts with D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, and they have Derek Williams. Remember him? No, let me let me do the Google on this. <laughs> you remember Derek Williams? He the, the he was like the second overall pick by the Wolves and uh, was not. He played very, for the Kings for a bit. Played for the Kings for a bit. Uh, I think he was on the yeah. Nets. For some reason, I remember him in a playoff series against the Raptors. I think he might have played for the Cavs during a playoff series against the Raptors. Mm, I don't remember this guy, but I'm looking at him. But that's good. He doesn't play there. He's not going to be playing with Greg, will he? I mean, they could be a, a Twin Towers type of combo, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> the David Robinson, Tim Duncan of uh, EuroLeague. Derek Williams and Greg Monroe. That'd be fun. I'd be down for that. Uh... Yeah, any other just straight thoughts on Greg Monroe? This is this is good news. I'm glad we got Greg Monroe news hours before coming on the podcast. Minutes before. That, you know, I passed it along to you. I think we got the news earlier today. but I, I can't believe you don't have like a Greg Monroe I, Google I alert. I got the news. I know, I know. I guess I just like, I kind of am now reliant on most of my friends telling me right away. So this is a little <laughs> bit disappointing because it, I guess it came late. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, sorry I didn't get that information to you sooner. Uh, I deeply apologize. That's okay. I should have DM'd That's it. That's okay. Uh, DM yeah. your text. Do you get mad when I DM you now? Uh, you're like, text me. We're friends. Text me. I, I just DM everybody. <laughs> it's just more immediate. I'm not like, I don't have Twitter notifications, so yeah. I don't get anything when people DM me. Sometimes it'll just linger in there for hours. Yeah. See, I don't have Twitter notifications either, either but I'm always on Twitter because my brain is uh, just a bunch of smashed grapes, and I, I, I always get those DMs right away. You rarely Speaking get a of smashed me. grapes, Ooh. Dwayne Wade released a new type of wine today. Guess what kind it is? Is it a rosé? It is. Ooh. <laughs> is it purchasable in Canada? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Not well, yet. Maybe have, we should lobby for it. You'll have to make the the trek to, I guess, like They're Florida. Gonna... Does Florida have and wines? <laughs> where does where does where's this wine coming from? Is it being sourced from France? Uh, any of his various travel locations, or is it like the, Na- the Napa Valley? Is it a Niagara wine? Like, where got, is he getting this from? Yeah, he's got grapes. He's got grapes all over. I think I think mostly he's got some in California, and okay. I know he's done some work overseas. Huh, interesting. Well, I, I hope you one day get to imbibe Dwayne Wade's rosé. What should he call his rosé? What, what should it be called? Does it have a name? I think it's just called Dwayne Wade Wine Rosé. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> like Wade Cellars Rosé. <laughs> Not so good. No. Yeah, that's like a Wayne D-Wade Gretzky-ass Sellers. name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Wade Rosé. <laughs> Come on, Wayne. 
I don't have a better name for it. I'm not good at this, but I feel like you should probably have a better idea for this. Um, all right. Well, that's been the Greg leave, Monroe leave talk. Leave it with me. I'll think, I'll think of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's been the Greg Monroe talk. How are they going to get Greg Monroe his championship ring? Oh, great question. Will they fly him back during like a downtime of the EuroLeague season? Like Christmas no, time? No, you know they're not going to do that. Will they <laughs> mail it to him? That feels pretty unceremonious like to mail it to him. I mean, yeah, if they mail it, I hope they would send it with like a courier. <laughs> no, just regular snail mail. No. <laughs> I guess they're going to have to mail it. I mean, I trust that the postal service in Germany is pretty good, but... yeah. That's that's a risky thing to mail, though. I don't know. Especially with, like, I'm sure German addresses are weird, postal codes. Mission, yes. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's troublesome. I'm now worried about Greg Monroe getting his ring. This might be... I'm picturing someone, like, skiing up to his door and giving it to him. <laughs> Handing him a stein of beer, and in the bottom is the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd be okay with that. That seems pretty celebratory. Yeah, I mean, I guess like sometimes they go on like international scouting trips. Maybe if like Bobby goes to watch some Euroleague hoop, he can, you know, if he's scouting whether or not they're going to bring Derek Williams over to be the the backup center or whatever. You the don't have to soften center. this for me. No one is delivering Greg Monroe his ring to <laughs> Germany in person. <laughs> I think they should. A class organization would do that, I think. Uh, I would go if someone wants to send me to go and do that and then write about the experience. Yeah. Hell, I'll go. I'll do it. <laughs> Put it putting it out there. Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Uh, you know what sports owner would absolutely, I think, probably do that and deliver a ring to somebody? Steve Ballmer. Um, a known <laughs> lunatic named Steve Ballmer? <laughs> Greg, we have your ring for you. Here you go. <laughs> Isn't this cool? Shaking the hell out of him. <laughs> Just injuring him for his EuroLeague season because he can't control himself. Uh, yeah, Steve Ballmer's weird, man. <laughs> what a maniac. What a maniac. Oh, and usually I enjoy it when people are so overcome with, like, excitement or emotion that they scream or, like, clap or, like, don't know what to do. But it's yeah. terrifying when he does it. Yeah, it's like the Marcus all overcome with emotion and energy. Like, that is a good kind. That's tempered. That is Beautiful. directed yeah. towards something. Steve Ballmer just seems to be screaming at the world without really any purpose. And uh, it's pretty haunting. 
So today, the Clippers unveiled Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in a press conference. Lawrence Frank, Lawrence Frank was up there. He's very small. That was funny. I didn't watch. <laughs> I didn't watch it because uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> I just people. I think a lot of Raptors fans kind of subjected themselves to watching it, even though it was just very much not mandatory to watch. It's not your team that's involved. Um, Katie, did you watch the Kawhi press conference? If so, what were your takeaways? I didn't watch it while it was happening. I could see that people were reacting to it, and it was happening. But uh, I watched it before we started talking because I figured we would talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of surprised that everyone was having such a bad reaction because he actually talked about Toronto for a long time. Yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. Like a pretty substantial amount of time, and he had, like, really nice things to say. It seemed like when he was done, he would, like, thank someone else and keep talking. He thanked the, the doctors. I feel like that was a pretty solid... Shout out to healthcare in Canada. <laughs> um, like he thanked the team, he thanked the fans, like he thanked like people like extremely specifically. He thanked the restaurants. He like shouted out Kawhi and Nine for all those like I don't know. I won't say all of them were shitty, but some are just like I can't believe he. It was very uh, clarifying because I was a bit like I can't believe he went and ate at some of those places. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He took advantage of it, and I feel like. I don't know what else you would expect from him. Yeah. I don't know what else you could have expected from him. Like, that was pretty... That was He chose to do it at the beginning of this huge moment for the for the Clippers. And he, he, like, waited a substantial amount of time to do it. And I don't know. I, I think he... It, to me, it seemed like he's been, he's been thinking about it. He already knew. He acknowledged the, the thing about, like, I don't have any social media, so I couldn't write a paragraph or whatever. <laughs> But it didn't. He could have also just been like totally off the cuff and said like, "Thanks so much, Toronto. It was great." That's all he could have said. But yeah. he said a lot more. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was uh, really kind of thoughtful, and the fact that he started it off with that, I thought was really nice and sweet. And I don't know what anybody else would have expected. I thought it was perfectly on brand for him to add in the fact that he didn't have social media and couldn't write a paragraph. Uh, and honestly. That would have felt pretty disingenuous if he did that because that's not what Kawhi is about. And I just like, this feels like the best way for him to acknowledge his time in Toronto. And honestly, I don't know why everyone was so thirsty for him to acknowledge or thank the franchise. Like, he just won yeah. you a ring. Well, why does he have to thank you? And, like, it's nice that he did. I'm not upset that he did by any means. I don't think he owed anything to the Raptors. I mean, he was traded there against his will. And, I mean, it's not, it's not like he, like, refused to go or anything, but he, he obviously that was not his first choice of location for playing last season, and he made the best of it. He played his ass off. He played with injuries in the conference finals and the finals, and still, even with his free agency in the balance and even with sort of, I think, probably the knowledge in the back of his mind that this was not the place that he was going to be long-term, still played his ass off and won the damn title and won finals MVP and turned the franchise every single narrative about them in the playoffs from previous years turned those on their heads and like I don't know what else he could have done like that him doing that is thanking and is just like enough of a thank you to me and people being like just going through the the thank you with like a fine tooth comb and being like yeah but he didn't mention Masai or Bobby by name like okay he also said like <laughs> the players know what's up you know text me FaceTime whatever like we've we've talked I think Nick Nurse always knew what was up. I think everyone's kind of cool there. And maybe there's a bit of sour grapes because of all that's come out about 
Uncle Dennis and his relationship with Masai and his sort of role in the process of Kawhi's recruitment and maybe it was like like planned to not mention Masai. Honestly, I don't really give a shit if it was or not. Like Masai's job, as was the case last summer, is not to be friends with his players. It's to be the general manager of the team. And if he's not friends with Kawhi after Kawhi was here, that doesn't affect literally anything. And, and I just... It, it felt very pre-title inferiority complexy, you know, from Toronto people who were, like, overthinking this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Did you feel any sort of entitlement to a thank you from Kawhi? It just... I, I don't understand no, how anyone could. No, and I think it's super weird that people do. Like, I don't yeah. think players, like, they don't owe anybody anything when they leave, either if it's because they got traded or because they chose to leave. Like, it's not, it's a really nice, <clears throat> I think, like, tell of someone's character and and probably the time that they spent somewhere that it's, like, memorable enough to them and they had a good enough experience there to want to just, like, give a quick shout-out or thank people. I think it's definitely, like, become sort of a trend that maybe people are accustomed to with players sort of putting up these like long Instagram posts or like Twitter posts thanking everyone but I I kind of am happy one I never would have expected it from Kawhi like not just because he doesn't have social but honestly if anything ever came out and it was like he wrote this I'd be more skeptical that like he didn't write it yeah because <laughs> it doesn't seem like the medium in which he would choose to communicate those feelings if yeah, it's he like he definitely to. got Jeremy Castleberry to write this <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So I think when it comes up, like, it should come up sincerely if they feel that way, and this is probably the most sincere way he could have chose to say anything. So, no, I wasn't, like, waiting, like, when's he going to do it? Or, like, souring on him because he hadn't yet. I never really expected it. So Mm. it it was, like, a pleasant surprise that he did, and then an even more, like, pleasant surprise for how long he talked about Toronto. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you 100%. I think... It's silly to, you know, he shouted out the parade, like, best parade ever. That, <laughs> best parade ever. Yeah, like, I... I don't feel like he's someone who's seen a lot of parades, so that's good <laughs> high praise. That was San Antonio shade, for sure, because he already had mm-hmm. one there. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the one thing that's bothered me about the whole thing, we'll get to Balmer in a sec, the one thing that's bothered me about the, like, the Kawhi, the lead-up to this presser and what happened today too i think a bunch of people this was a weird presser by the way because there were media but there were also like fans and team employees and like a standing ovation at one point and i don't know whether the media was involved in said standing ovation i sure hope they weren't because that's weird um like it, it was a bizarre setup and apparently there was like a lakers heckler there too but the thing that got me was there was someone screaming like what it do baby and for me the entire ordeal, the entire process of Kawhi leaving the Raptors, the only thing that's bothered me really, and maybe it's stupid, is Clippers fans appropriating what it do, baby, as if it's something that happened from their <laughs> like their championship celebration, you know, euphoric stage. This he was in the car with fucking Serge Ibaka when that happened. Like this is a Serge Ibaka Instagram story. This is ours. Stop. Like you're gonna have your own things. We didn't like like, like turn the H-E-B commercials that Kawhi was in or like a lot of the things he did with San Antonio into our things. Uh, maybe this is stupid. Am I stupid for caring about this so much? Because it makes me mad. It's like, stop having no, Clippers t-shirts. Think, it's yeah. uh, That's it, what it do, baby. It's a Raptors thing. It's a Raptors thing. It's like a time, like, sensitive thing. It was super funny. I get it. Yeah. I could see in the loose bounds of time, it technically was like... Wait... 
Did he say that? Yeah, he said it after they won. So, like, the season yeah. had technically wrapped if you want to look at it, but he was still a Raptor, so yeah. I don't think you could, like, take that. And, like, don't be so desperate. You're going to have your own moments pretty soon. Exactly. It's also right around the time of, um, like, the alcohol and desserts. Like, it's in the alcohol and desserts milieu of, like, Raptors-related championship like clips that that's but it, like yeah it's ours man so is larry ob steve Ballmer up there talking about larry ob that's a raptors thing too i know Kawhi said it but i think the raptors kind of co-opted it and uh i mean i'll be curious to see if he maybe he doesn't have those kinds of funny moments at uh, in la and that would be pretty telling to mm-hmm. be honest yeah i do wonder <laughs> if like clippers fans are being set up here having seen sort of like a peak Kawhi season where everything goes perfectly and the Raptors win the title and you get all of the fun Kawhi, the, all the good Kawhi, no questions of like Kawhi as a performer, you know, all the stuff that was surrounding him when he was with the Spurs at sort of his his darkest time as an NBA player. None of that was there this season. It was all purely good stuff. And I wonder if the Clippers, if they fall short in the playoffs one of these years, which like, I don't think they're going to, I think they're probably going to win the title next year. Like, we just saw what Kawhi can do in the postseason, and you put him with Paul George, and that's pretty damn terrifying. Um, although, as our friend Alex Wong has pointed out, perhaps he chose the wrong playoff P to hitch his wagon to, um, and maybe Siakam is the better player anyway. But uh, <laughs> with, I do wonder if Clippers fans are going to kind of have just like a, a knockoff version of the sort of pristine, perfect year that it was for Kawhi with the Raptors because it's not often you get a year where nothing goes wrong, right? Like, injuries happen, spoons happen, chemistry issues take place. Like, maybe just, like, I think the Clippers, again, are going to be very good, but if it doesn't go that well, I wonder what the response of Clippers fans is going to be. Will they just be sort of in the honeymoon period the way Raptors fans were, just thrilled to have a player like him on their team? Or because he's in L.A. now and there's going to be that much more of a microscope, does it kind of get a little bit more odious? Kind of like a LeBron team where like watching the team is very fun, obviously, and they're a very good team, but the coverage of them is so constant and so hot-takey and so just in your face that maybe it saps a little bit of the joy of following them day to day. I wonder if that's going to be a thing at all. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I don't think that you can recreate, like, I think they probably are looking to, but you would never be able to recreate the season that he just had here because everything was so specific to Toronto, including, like, expectations and, like, our expectations honestly not being so high to start and then just kind of gradually climbing sincerely with the season and, like, never really getting ahead of ourselves, because why would we? Um, And, like, that's a kind of, like, crazy communal mood to have as an entire city, Mm -hmm. and L.A.'s not like that. I know, like, the Clippers are the more chill of the two franchises, but honestly, watching that press conference, I was a little bit like, ooh, this is, like, Lakery to me. Like, this is a bit, like, a scary zoo situation. Ballmer's a lunatic. Chuck the Condor was there, who, as you know, I think is, like, evil incarnate, dressed as, like, a teenager carrion bird. Um, (laughs) But, like, it'll just be different. And it's different because he's, like, he's now been set up almost in this way, like, and I know I've said before, like, I like, and I hope he does, he can go around and, like, get rings for franchises that want them. Mm -hmm. But because he's got, like, Paul George in him now, it's set up to be this, like, well, we've got this, and now we'll be unstoppable. Whereas in Toronto, like, all those pieces that we ended up with were added 
a little bit like at a time mm-hmm. throughout the season. So the, the magic that built around the Raptors team was extremely gradual. And I think like, I don't know, so, so much of it we've talked about was like just being in the moment and being aware that something was happening as it happened. Mm-hmm. And that won't ever be able to happen again because as you said, I think a lot of Clippers fans and like LA people are just like, saw what happened here and already have their expectations at full tilt. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. And I think I said this after the Raptors won the title, and I think maybe even after Kawhi left. Like, and I got kind of roasted for it because I think people are still in the mindset of just like win as many rings as possible. But I do think there's something to the idea of history being more sort of looking back more fondly on a singular title run like the Raptors just had, where it was just like a flash in the pan one year thing and then it goes away. But all the things that happened, all the different bounces that took place in the postseason, quite literally and figuratively, and all of the sort of drama of this year, for it to be so like extinguished so quickly, it's never going to be tainted, right? And because of that, I think it's going to you know age very well as a, as a championship, and people in ten years are going to look back and like that's going to be a really cool title year people talk about. Whereas like the Warriors. Their last even two titles under KD, like they just weren't as special, I don't think. And yes, it's nice to have those three rings and those three banners if you're a Warriors fan, obviously. But when you look back in the history books, like yes, the Warriors are going to go down as one of the greatest teams of all time. But I don't think their championships are going to quite feel as special or memorable as this Raptors one did. And that is what we're talking about, just sort of the uniqueness of this year. I don't really see how that's ever going to be replicated anywhere. Like, not even just with yeah. Kawhi on a on a given team. Like, it just feels like a one of a kind championship, which I think carries a lot of value that people maybe don't realize right now in sort of the the mourning period after losing Kawhi. But I think I've maintained this all along. Like, this championship is going to age exceptionally well, like a delicious Dwayne Wayne rose. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you got to drink rosés pretty quick. Oh, that's but... right, right, yeah. I'm bad at wine, so never mind. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, I mean, to everything you said, and just to, like, cap it, is, like, it was a magic season. And there's a reason everything felt the way it did, and there's a reason those seasons don't happen every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're um, special. Extremely special. <laughs> but uh, I will say, it yeah. did feel weird, and I think it hit me for the first time, seeing him on the stage, to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's, he doesn't play here anymore. Yeah. And I don't know, I've been like talking an extremely big game of like, no, I don't care. I'm so grateful. Like, I'm, I'm so happy what he did here. And yes, all of that is still true. But like seeing that, I was like, oh, this kind of hurts now. <laughs> and you... that bomber screaming really cemented oh my that. God. Do you think any part of Kawhi, as Balmer's up there screaming, this is really cool, uh, and clapping and, like, rallying up the crowd, do you think any part of Kawhi was like, oh, shit, like, oh, what have I shit. done? Yes, 100%. Did you not see the way, as they were clapping, because they were forced to be clapping, him and Paul George are, like, subtly leaning their bodies away. Yeah, they're like scared almost. Yeah. <laughs> so like, is this guy going to yeah. explode onto us? Like, is he going to spit on us? <laughs> yes. I think he was definitely like, oh, it's very different here. Yeah. And that's the thing, is like, Balmer makes them so much more front-facing. Like, Masai is just cool, 
And the ownership is like a, a shadowy evil corporation that we don't really know the face of. Larry Tannenbaum's around. He doesn't talk or anything. Um, and, like, Masai wouldn't do what... I mean, yes, he gets into the square and screams, fuck Brooklyn, but that's different, I think. That's much cooler than what Balmer does. Balmer's just like, as Alex Wong once again said, he's like a six-year-old who has a billion dollars. <laughs> he's like... It's, it's crazy. He's... It, He's not a regular person. I don't really know. I, I, I just I can't wrap my head around what Balmer is as a human being. Even the way he's he sits not. in he's his a, chair. He's a weird <laughs> demon, I think. <laughs> he is like him and Chuck the Condor maybe related, perhaps? They might be the same entity. <laughs> I think you nailed it, actually. I think it's like a, a new or ancient kind of demon. And there's a reason why Chuck looks eerily like deep bomber because he made him in his likeness (laughs) um like would you get tired of that bomber thing quickly like as a player like like his whole thing just his whole energy like it feels like a lot i would avoid him when Kawhi goes to like take the podium and then bomber like grabs for him like reaches (laughs) for him as he goes by and is just like i was like is he on cocaine like he's (laughs) so keyed up like way too amped i know he's stoked but like no you gotta dial it down look at who you're talking to like i I really don't think i could envision someone more antithetical to what Kawhi is like if Kawhi, like you said if if steve Ballmer is constantly just on cocaine Kawhi (laughs) is just constantly on edibles and it's just very relaxed it's I yeah, it's a very strange dynamic. I guess you don't have to deal with the owner all that much if you don't want to, and maybe Kawhi secretly likes that kind of energy as a sort of balance to his very chill nature. But um, yeah, I, people were like, "Oh, look, they're so into it." It's like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> they're kind of being forced with like a gun to their head uh, to clap here because he's screaming at everybody to get up and clap. And I would probably listen to Steve Ballmer too because he's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I don't know, man. He uh, he scares me. <laughs> yeah, he's horrifying. Uh, but anyway, we don't have to talk about the Clippers anymore. And I think it's time for everyone to move on, really. Like, I think, you know, people you move on at their own paces. it's time but... to clear our palettes? Oh, God. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's say that. Why not? Thanks, Katie. Thanks for clearing uh, this, this, making that segue crystal clear in my brain. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, yeah, let's quickly touch on Serge Ibaka. He posted a blooper video from season two of How Hungry Are You? Um, again, doesn't really translate super well to the podcast having watched it through. It's just him screwing up a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. It's it is so really funny. funny. <laughs> I really do enjoy it. Okay, we got to try this out because sometimes you can't hear the video when I'm playing it. So let's see. Can you hear this video as I play it? He's not talking right now. Can you miss me up? No, I can't. You can't? 
Okay. No, but I've watched it, so you could just like give me a quick. This is this is intro, and we can talk about. I don't understand scene. why you can't hear it. It's making me so mad. I don't know how to figure I know. this out. It's extremely weird. God, it's it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, let's just uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go through some of these parts here. Uh, I guess the the thing that I really enjoyed, aside from him at the beginning, just like really psyching himself up with the script. Um, if you haven't watched it, watch the video, and then you watch the pause the podcast, watch the video. Um, he's psyching himself you see the up. Paper? Just to be here, just for inspiration. He needs the paper yeah, for inspiration. Can you see the paper or no? <laughs> He's sucking himself up, he's whispering his lines, that's good. And then he gets to the point where he's talking to Jeremy Lin. This is, I think, my favorite part. Um, did you Do you recall this part? The celebrities? Yeah, like, have you dated a celebrity? <laughs> here, I'm going to play it. <laughs> Give me a sec here. First of all, he asked Jeremy Lin, oh, here we go. Are you an Asian? In Chinese. In Chinese. Um, are you ever dated a celebrity? Whoops, there we go. So... I heard my new guest, he don't like hard liquor. <laughs> he don't like hard liquor. So how, how you say how hungry are you in Asian? In Chinese. Um, how do you say how hungry are you in Asian? <laughs> Come on, search. <laughs> Come on. Oh. And then, yeah, here we go. Are you ever dead? Celebrity? Am I what? Are you ever dead? Dead? Dead, yeah, celebrity. <laughs> Have you ever dated a celebrity? And then Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin thinks he's saying dead. So you're saying dead? Like, and then Serge is like, yeah, what? dead. Yeah. Are you ever dead? <laughs> and then this happens. Dead. Oh, have I ever dated a celebrity? Dead, yeah. Oh. If you ever, have you ever dated a celebrity? No, I've never dated a celebrity. Have you? Huh? Have you? I'm asking you. <laughs> I, I just answered and I'm asking you that. <laughs> uh, so you just, that, that's the part where he asked Serge if he's dated a celebrity. This is not translating well because you can't hear it. I'm very annoyed. I know, I know, but I kind of <laughs> know the order that it goes in because it's very short and I yeah. laughed a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. I, I thought we could maybe just sort of use this as a way to sort of spin it into what we're hoping to see going forward from Serge Ibaka is how hungry are you? We've seen the tr- the struggles, we've seen the back, uh, we've seen the background, but in terms of season three, I guess like is it season three that's coming out? I guess it's season three. You've seen him overseas for like three weeks in Italy and all over the place. Um, are you hoping he brings some of this sort of international inspiration to his dishes for season three? And like, what kind of guests would you like to see on the show? Um, what what do you have in mind here for Serge Ibaka as the How Hungry You saga continues? No, and I think this was really telling because a part we didn't talk about is at the end when he's you see all of the behind the scenes of him for a very extended shot cooking the beef penis. Right. And how mad he's getting. He sounds extremely mad. He's like, I like to cook. He's like, look, I like to cook over-the-top things for my guests <laughs> this he's like he's like this is too much this is going too far he's okay like, how do you expect me to eat this thing it's so long all right i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna play it here we go i'm coming uh, oh god so i'm gonna eat this today <laughs> i decided i'm not gonna do this on today no that's not my idea that's jody id jody no jody next time you have to ask me first jody it's my show <laughs> Right, I'm I'm the one cooked here. You cannot just go a- anything and then you explain. Anything goes. 
This no, is my show. Because I don't know how I'm going to start to eat, put this in my mouth, bro. No, I'm serious. Huh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I love doing this. And, uh, you know, I love cooking bizarre food. But I didn't, I didn't think I would go this far. <laughs> no, now, now this is going too far, Jordi. Beef penis? That is going too far, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so he's realizing he's trapped himself in a hell of his own creation, I guess. Uh, <laughs> true. My question it's here true. is... It's all come full circle. My, the, the question this brings up for me is, does he not choose the dishes? It sounds I think like... this is what... Yeah, this is where it became kind of clarifying for me that I think at first he might have had some insight, mm -hmm. but as this got more, and I think we like suspected this to be honest um, when we were reviewing these, but as it got more like Fear Factory, yeah. and like, not Fear Factory, Fear, fa fear Factor, not like a Fear Factory, um, <laughs> but maybe for some people, it became less about like, not that it was ever about the technique, but all technique was removed and it was more of like the reveal. Yeah, it was so, shock value for sure. I don't think he picked, I don't think he picked that. No, it sounds like his, uh, his assistant Jordy did that for sure. Um, and yeah, it's, I wonder if he's going to take back control of the cooking for season three. Uh, I wonder, like I said, he spent a lot of time in Europe. I wonder if he's looking for cooking inspirations. I wonder if he has like a guest list he's lining up. I'm fascinated to see what happens because I do think the fear factor maybe went a little bit far and it got away from the cooking and the conversations even a little bit. The conversations were yeah. still good. I liked what he, you know, his chats with uh, the Gasols and with, you know, Kyle and with Kawhi. Those were very, very good as well. But um, the I don't like it when it's all just about the reveal at the end. You know what I mean? It's got to be more of a, a show that you can stay for the beginning and middle and it's not just waiting and, and killing time till the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, it was weird too, to see the reveals, like how practiced some of them were. Like when he tried 80 times to say st stinky tofu, <laughs> <laughs> which was extremely funny, but I was like, Oh shit. Like, have they, do they do this with the reveals every time? Maybe I'm just super naive to like filming things yeah. in general. But, <laughs> I was. It took away some of the like, if they want the reveals to be so shocking because it's like a shocking food show, then they're, they're sort of shooting themselves on the foot with that. Mm. Um, but I think it would be super sick if he came back and he's like, "Look, I want to take the show in a new direction." And he came back and he's like a sick chef. Like he's yeah. He's like, I want this actually to be now a fine dining show, and the shocking thing will be when people eat the food, how blown away they are by how good it is. Yeah, because a lot of times, even though he makes weird stuff, people like what he makes and thinks it tastes good. Like, I remember the cow heart with the Gasols. They really liked it. And maybe that's one of the more sort of tame things he cooked, but it seems like he does know his way around the kitchen. It just it feels like maybe the control over the cooking elements of the show was kind of arrested away from him a little bit over the course of the the seasons. And, yeah, I would love to, for him to come back. I would like... just I want... The full recipes, like, I want the, the full breakdown of the cooking. I want the, like, yeah, the, you're mixing in this and mixing in this and have it, like, the graphics on the screen, I think, to sort of make it more about the cooking once again. It's always been more about the cooking for me is what I've always wanted from this show. And I I think there's potential there because, again, I think Serge does know his way around the kitchen. I 
really hope he doesn't get traded. I want him to stick around for a long time to continue making the show. And I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of the things I'm most looking forward to of season three. I wonder if he'll cook with his championship ring on. Will there be an episode where he loses his ring Ooh. in the food? <laughs> I hope so. Into some type of animal's brain. <laughs> um, or like I some weird cake. It... He just like bakes it in. <laughs> like a big flan. Yeah. Um, a big Spanish flan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be an actually kind of nice way to get to know. Now that the Raptors, there's like 80% new randos. Yeah. It would be a great way to get to know some of them. Yeah, for him to bring in, like, I think Rondé would be a fantastic guest. Rondé seems yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm ready for that. And bringing in, like, the new sort of end-of-bench dudes, like Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas. and um... I see Stanley. I feel like Stanley and OG would be a good show. Yeah, together. I'm with you there, too. OG was a good guest. I liked OG yeah. when he came with the bench mob, even though he was unfairly lumped in with the bench mob, considering he was a starter the year prior. Um yeah, I'm excited. It should be fun. There's a lot of. I want Nick Nurse on the show. I feel like that's gonna happen at some point. I, I wonder Nurse what. I would be funny though. That would never happen. I don't know. He seems to be kind of game for anything. Maybe. Like I don't know. I, I believe in Nick Nurse's ability to. I, I don't know what he eats. He he might be one of those guys who just like if he could would eat just a pill with all the nutrients. You know what I mean? It's like I don't like food. Yeah. I just like nutrients. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he's just like a like buying a buying a ham sandwich at the airport kind of guy. <laughs> oh, the divorced dad energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you you named it. <laughs> or frankly, it's the the Sean energy because I would probably do that also because I'm a, a garbage person. Oh. Uh, I had fast food for four consecutive meals over the weekend. It was pretty rough. Oof. Oof. <laughs> in, fairness, in fairness, yeah. on Sunday I was on a road trip, so I think it's okay. But, mm-hmm. yeah. It you got to take some time to recover after something like that. Yeah, I had a smoothie for breakfast today, so that was good. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, Katie, I have to uh, split because I have to go uh, do my radio show, and I don't want to be late for that, so... I That's will fair. wrap this thing here. What would you like to plug? NBA Summer Vacation Watch. On Yahoo Sports. On Yahoo Sports Canada. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of the summer. So, I don't know. That might be four weeks. Might be five weeks. We'll see. Amazing. Uh, you're going to have to document me in the Summer Vacation Watch because I'll be in Nova Scotia for two whole weeks just trying to know that you play in the nba we don't know that yet (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll see what happens yeah uh i'll be i'll be definitely channeling some of the things i've seen the guys on summer vacation watch doing at least when i'm on vacation so i will uh yeah be making the most of it trying to have the most nba summer vacation i possibly can as someone who uh definitely does not play in the nba um yeah uh, also, you were on Round Ball Rock, right? I was. Very good episode. Yeah. It, so it was fun. a pretty good app, except for similar to what happened to us, I had a terrible connection. Hey. And I feel, I haven't listened to it yet, but I feel like I'm going to sound like a German bot. <laughs> <laughs> a German and or Russian bot when I go back and listen to it. But I think it'll be all right. That, 
It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so listen to Round Ball Rock. Listen to Katie on Round Ball Rock. Just subscribe to Joey and Sean on Patreon. I don't know why I'm giving them a plug right now, but I love those guys. So go do it. It's great. Best <laughs> <Plug> podcast. <yourself. laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Himalaya. And you can still pick up We the Champs. That's still on shelves. Can have another podcast, a mailbag podcast, and make up for the mailbag podcast that I accidentally deleted with Vivek that we did on Tuesday night. We're going to drop that one on Thursday morning instead, so stay tuned for that. And uh, I'm also going to have my updated ranking every Raptor uh, encompassing all of the guys who made their debuts with the Raptors this season and moving some guys who were incumbent guys up and down the the standings. Pascal Siakam, for example, is going to take quite a leap, I think, with his ranking in the ranking every Raptor. So stay tuned for that next week sometime. I will get that wrapped up before I go on vacation. And uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 